Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Meyer. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to A Thousand Generations, presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. All right, folks. Uh, two weeks ago, Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2 ended. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with The Bad Batch, you should watch it. It's an animated series in Star Wars that is a spin-off of the Clone Wars cartoon series. Um, so let's sort of look at the season as a whole. Um... I think season two has been fantastic. And I do not believe that it's been full of filler. As as some people say. And uh, I think it's been full of great episodes. In fact, I don't know if I would necessarily call any of the episodes filler. There were a few that I felt didn't necessarily add much to the overall story. They certainly added some interesting ideas and certainly added thematic elements. But just for me, didn't really feel very interesting. But those episodes are few and far between. So let's go through real quick. Um, I think the third episode, which is called The Solitary Clone, is utterly fantastic. It's an episode when Admiral Rampart sends Crosshair on a mission to take down a separatist-controlled planet. You know, it turns out the Empire is in the wrong. Go figure. Uh, and it's actually the separatists who end up being the good guys. And um, getting to see an episode with Crosshair this is the first time we got to see him in the season. And getting to see that he still is extremely loyal to the Empire. But I think this is the episode where he first starts to get, or I got the sense that he was starting to question just a tiny bit question the Empire. We also learn that Commando, that Commander Cody is a fan favorite clone from the Clone Wars series. That Commander Cody had served the Empire but it deserted and eventually deserted. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with his uh, the chip that's in his brain because 
for those who don't know, all the clones have a chip in their brain. Which, when they heard the order to execute Order 66 and kill all the Jedi, they could not resist that directive. So I don't know if Cody had his removed or is it still in there because we know that some clones even with the Order 66 chip now that Order 66 and the Clone War is over more and more clones are starting to question their orders. And I think this episode called The Solitary Clone is the first time that Crosshair starts to question things. This is also a very Andor episode. Meaning that it's very dark and brooding. And actually quite good. Uh, the next one I think that was really good is called um, Tribe. Tribe is when we see Jedi Youngling Gungi. Gungi is a Wookiee Jedi. A Jedi Youngling who we saw in the Clone Wars. Uh, who is, yet again, another fan favorite character. Uh, this episode involves it looks like he had been captured by droid bounty hunters. The bad bat frees him and takes him back to Kashyyyk. The Wookiee homeworld, which is under the domination of the Trandoshans, or enemies of the Wookiees. The bad bitch and the Wookiees fight back. And there's some beautiful stuff involving the Wookiees' connection to nature, the spirituality of the Wookiee people, and of course, getting to see Gungi is always a joy. And Gungi and Omega really hit it off, really become good friends. Uh, the next ones that were really good were episodes seven and eight. The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences. These were both released on the same day. So, Senator Chuchi of Pantora is sort of taking over the Padme role. Now that Padme's dead, I think Chuchi is probably of all the senators the closest to what Padme stood for. And Chuchi connects up with the the Bad Batch. She's also connected to Bail Organa and some early resistance against the Empire. The clones are being retired by the what's called the TK program which is the Stormtrooper program. Chuji wants to make it so that the clones get um, you know like I don't know if you've heard of like GI packages like basically that the clones get benefits for their service to the Republic 
in terms of money, in terms of um, being taken care of through all the work that they did for the Republic. You know, she wants to get that law passed. She's working on that. She's also secretly subverting the Empire. She also contacts the Bad Batch because they want to... Because at the end of Season 1, Admiral Rampart and others ordered the destruction of Tsutoka City. Tsutoka City is the capital city on Kamino, which is where all the clones were being grown. To end the program once and for all, Vice Admiral Rampart destroys the cloning facility. Chuchi enlists the Bad Batch to get the recordings of Rampart ordering the destruction of Topoka City so that Chuchi can present them to the Senate and demonstrate that a, that a crime has taken place. Well, they succeed. They get the proof. They show it in the Senate, but they fail. Because who should show up at that moment? Emperor Palpatine himself. And turns the tables on them in an incredible political move. So those two episodes, fantastic. I love seeing Senator Chuchi. Back in the Clone Wars, I kind of had a crush on her. If you're allowed to have the crush on a cartoon character. Uh, getting to see her involvement with the early stages of rebellion and subversion against the Empire. Really quite good. Really quite good. Um... And so, the, the wonderful episodes, and having Palpatine show up is always great. The moment we start hearing this ding in the Senate chamber, ding, 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 I knew that Palpatine was going to show up. And he did, and as Palpatine always does, he Machiavelled a brilliant political coup. It was incredible. Okay, the next episode I really liked was The Crossing. When the Bad Batch goes into a mine to collect a certain mineral. Omega and Tech get lost inside the mine. And they have this wonderful scene together where Tech explains that just because he expresses his emotions differently doesn't mean he doesn't have them. You know, we had seen Tech as kind of, you know, an architect. Or a stereotype, you know, a nerd. You know, we get all that. 
this is the episode where we really learn that he is, in modern lingo, neurodivergent. You could argue he's high-functioning autism. You could argue. But that's a really great insight into his character. And getting to see that represented on screen, particularly in a galaxy far, far away, that's great. So, I don't know if I love the episode overall, but that scene alone was enough to make the episode worth it. The next one is called Metamorphosis, which is episode 11, which is the return of the Zillow Beast. If you don't know what the Zillow Beast is, it's Godzilla in Star Wars. Metamorphosis borrows heavily from the movie Alien. It's a, a young Zillow Beast that is being grown. So here's what happened in the Clone Wars. The Zillow Beast was captured and cloned. Metamorphosis, one of those clones, is being taken to Mount Tantus, the Empire's research station. They're conducting all manner of insane experiments at Mount Tantus. Experiments which might lead to Snoke and the resurrection of Palpatine. Anyhow, the Zillow Beast baby escapes, grows bigger, and is captured by the Empire. Um, for whatever purpose they're using it. The next episode that's great is episode 12, The Outpost. Crosshair is sent to basically a planet in the middle of nowhere in the snowy tundra. He helps out some other clones who all die, including one that he becomes friends with. Uh, and, the, and there's such a callous and uncaring commanding officer that Crosshair eventually kills his commanding officer. Crosshair is captured and sent to Mount Tantus, where they're trying to get him to reveal the location of the Bad Batch. He doesn't know where they are, and if he does, I think that Crosshair had gone through a change of heart because of episodes like The Outpost. He started to see the Empire is not all it's cracked up to be. Um, the next episode that was really good is episode 14, Tipping Point, which involves Crosshair. Crosshair, I think, also deciding that he is that he is no longer in allegiance to the Empire. Uh, we also see um, clones being rescued by other clones. 
and we get to see, of course, Gregor and Echo, which is which is really great. And um, Crosshair warning the dad that that something's going on. Uh, and things like that. And then the last two episodes, episode 15 and 16, were excellent. The Empire, Tarkin, and several other leaders are holding a summit on Tarkin's planet of Eriadu, and the Bad Batch is trying to get in there and figure out what's going on. Unfortunately, Saw Gerrera shows up and commits his terrorist ways again, ultimately messes up everything. And like I said, folks, this is a spoiler episode. Or maybe I should have said that. And unfortunately, due to Saw's actions, the Bad Batch is unable to figure out what the Empire's up to. And Tech dies ultimately as a result. Now, is Tech dead? Um, never say never in Star Wars. Even though the Bad Batch, some of the Omega is captured. And even though Hemlock has. Hemlock is the evil scientist there. Even though he has Tech's glasses that he recovered from wherever Tech's body, it doesn't mean Tech's dead. Now, Tech fell a long way. He probably is dead, but in Star Wars, never say never. I have some theories of speculation about what happens to Tech, but I'll talk about those on another episode. But regardless, Omega is captured and taken back to Mount Tantus, where she reunites with Crosshair. I think next season we're going to get an insight into what the Empire is up to at Mount Tantus. But we also learn that one of the scientists at Mount Tantus. Dr. Emery Kerr, who we've seen throughout the season, is another female clone. You know, thus she's Omega's sister. And uh, all the clones, sister. Apparently it's not that difficult to make a female clone out of male DNA. It's really not that hard. So we get another female clone. So where's that going to lead? Is Tech really dead? What's up with Dr. Kirk? What experiments is Dr. Hemlock going to do on Crosshair? Is this work at Mount Tantus ultimately going to lead to Snoke and to Palpatine's resurrection? Maybe next season will give us some insight. Point being, I think this season of Bad Batch has been excellent. The puzzle pieces that Bad Batch and The Mandalorian 
are adding to the overall story of Star Wars, particularly the sequel trilogy, as well as the years that we don't know what occurred, filling in the blanks on the map, has really been quite extraordinary. And I know that there are some people who think that a lot of these episodes are filler. They're, they're, they have the right to their opinion. I don't agree. I think a lot of them have not been filler. Now, is the episode Pabu filler? Well, on a thematic level, I would say no. Adding to the story, mm, I, I think that what Pabu does is not only do we get these hints of romance between Tech and and uh, Thee, Thee is their pirate friend, but we also get um, the idea that maybe next season, which is the last season of Bad Batch, maybe the members of Bad Batch were left alive when all is said and done will move to Pabu and stay there for the rest of their lives. The episode Pabu, the Empire never showed up on this beautiful island planet. I think that maybe the, the reason that episode was there is to say when all is said and done, that's where the Bad Batch is going to settle and live out the rest of their lives when this story is over. Regardless, great season, great character development, particularly for Tech and Omega, of course, and Crosshair. Um, we didn't get a lot of Echo or Hunter's character development. Wrecker was as Wrecker as always. We got to see what some of the other clones are doing. And we'll see. Maybe next season will tell us what's the ultimate fate of the clones. We got some hints at it in Star Wars Rebels. But we'll see where it goes. But as I say, I think this is an excellent season and I cannot wait for next season. So those are my thoughts and recap of Season 2 of Star Wars The Bad Batch. My name is Brendan Marr. That noisy hearing is my ventilator. Thank you for tuning in to A Thousand Generations. Presented by Page Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.